MLM Nation, episode 292. Please give back to those uh, who follow you because it's only going to get better, brighter, and the industry is going to continue to grow. If you want to be successful, you just have to copy what MLM leaders do. Welcome to MLM Nation, presented by your host, Simon Chan. Where you'll learn strategies, secrets, and inspiring stories from today's top MLM income earners. MLM Nation, do you want the next 12 months to be your best year ever? Then you must attend our training event, No BS, No Hype. You could attend either the one in the Gold Coast, Australia on May 12, 13, 14, or our USA event in Los Angeles next year on February 23rd to 25th, 2018. These three-day events feature not only me, but you also learn from seven-figure and multiple six-figure earners. And right now, you can save up to $400 with an early bird price. Just go to mlnation.net forward slash events. ML Nation, this is Simon Chan, and let me ask you, what's your purpose and vision? My purpose in doing what I do is to have a positive impact as many lives as possible, and that's why I founded ML Nation. Now, I'm loud and proud to be in the network marketing profession because I have three beliefs. Number one, network marketing allows us to fulfill our unlimited potential. So write that down. Number two is network marketing allows us to give back more. And I want you, whatever success you have, to give back more. Number three, most important, network marketing allows us to be a better leader at home. It allows us to be better parents, a better spouse, because we're always leading by example. You can take the lessons we learn from these top leaders, from myself, and apply it back to home. And our mission at ML Nation is to empower 10,000 distributors to achieve a full-time income. Now, ML Nation, you must have a clear purpose and vision, because otherwise, you'll never do the uncomfortable things that are necessary for success to happen. That's why your purpose and vision is so important. It's what's going to pull you and motivate you. And before we start today's show, make sure you check out our partner, Networking Times. If you like ML Nation, you'll love Networking Times. Each issue is packed with amazing training stories, just like MLM Nation. Go check it out at mlnation.net forward slash times. And now, I'm super fired up. Let's go to today's training. ML Nation, this is Simon Chan, and I'm fired up to bring our special guest today, KC Towns. KC, are you ready to make it happen? I'm ready. Let's roll. I'm in your house. KC Towns has over 30 years of MLM experience and began his network marketing career while working full-time in the military. Since then, he's earned millions in the profession. Not only has Casey achieved the top company position in different businesses, but he's also worked on the corporate side of network marketing as well. So Casey, I've given MLM Nation just a brief intro, but please share more about your background while you're in the military, and how did you get introduced to network marketing? You know, it's... Uh... Great to be here. Thank you for the honor. Your show is exploding. Your legend is growing. So it's my pleasure. The way I got into network marketing was kind of innocent, like it always is. I was uh, stationed up in Alaska. I was born and raised in New York City, so I'm not an Alaskan. So I knew I wasn't going to stay. So I was renting a home. And at the time, I was a single parent. And I was renting a home for my son and myself, my oldest son. And um, basically what happened was my landlord came to me one day and said, you know, you're working hard and you're in the military. And sometimes I see that you work 18 hour shifts. You know, we had no choice. And, and he went on and on. And I said, well, what's your point? He said, well, my point is this. 
He said, how would you like to learn how to, you know, get money out of the way? How would you like to do some things to to just get on the other side of money? And I was like, I don't know what you're talking about. He said, you ever thought about owning your own business? I was like, of course, everybody has. He said, then we need to talk. Matter of fact, I'm going to take you to meet some of my business partners at a meeting we're having tonight. So I thought we were just going to go to some kind of small little meeting where, you know, people are going to get together and just chit chat and and just, you know, shoot the breeze and talk about the weather. But I ended up going to a major uh, networking meeting with uh, one of the legendary companies and made sense to me. I saw people in the room that, you know, uh, had the ring, had the story, and I felt like they were no better than me. Mm. So you joined immediately. I, I joined a couple of days later when I could get the money together. Yeah. <laughs> you know. So once you got started, how was your first four to eight weeks like? Up and down, up and down. We, we, we attracted some people. And at the same time, we had the people that said what they always say, you know, no, I've seen this before. My aunt did that. My uncle did that. And there was a little discouragement that came in. But I was I was excited because of the people I had seen. Um, my landlord did the right thing. He didn't try to be the story. He just shared the vision and let somebody else be the story. So I knew my landlord and he did not really have what I wanted. I saw him driving his truck, fixing the car, fixing the house. That's not what I wanted. I already had a life of working. But the people he introduced me to had some things I had never seen before, like freedom, time and income freedom. And those are two things I didn't have. So, you know, I just gravitated to it. I had some ups and downs, but, you know, we worked through it. Mm. So you did, did you make any money the first couple of weeks, first couple of months? What do you call money, Simon? <laughs> like, did I make my investment back? Did you make your investment back? I made my investment back after about three months and a little bit more. I, you know, it was up and down. So yeah. I didn't know what I was doing, but, you know, ignorance on fire. So a lot of people, they don't even make their investment back. So what did you do differently that most distributors, maybe even some of them listening in right now, they're not doing? One of the things that we did, that's a great question. One of the things that, you know, we did, because I had a business partner, and together, you know, we decided that, you know, when people started saying no, you know, um, we got a little discouraged. But together, we picked each other up. And that's important. People need to have a great workout partner. I had a great workout partner. And together, we picked each other up and said, you know what? The people that are saying no, you know, I'm sure they're not the only ones. There's going to be some more out there. So do we stop after we invested hard-earned money that we really didn't even have? Or do we we work through this thing? So we plotted through it, made a lot of mistakes. As John C. Maxwell says, you make mistakes going forward. So, you know, we failed forward. And um, in, in essence, we met some great mentors along the way. So the first six months was rocky, but we sold product and we didn't sell product. But we made our money back and we continued to go forward. And we had the support of my landlord and his wife. Hmm. So it's really about having that partner, kind of got someone to hold you accountable and also motivate you. I think so. I think that um, whether somebody has a significant other or someone is freelancing on their own, I think that it's important to get in the lab, the mental lab, with someone who can pick you up and ensure that, you know, you know that this, this road has been traveled before. Hmm. People have traveled here before and it's okay. Like I said, if you know that you're going to fail forward, then no isn't so scary and discouraging. So I think that's very important. You said you made mistakes. What was your, this is my favorite question, of your 30 years, what was your worst, worst moment in network marketing? Um, it was a couple that were tough. 
But I think when a very, very good friend of mine, you know, it was like everybody else in the beginning, I just assumed that everybody I knew, oh, they're going to do it. And when a very good friend of mine, a lifelong friend of mine, started laughing, it was tough. You know, I started laughing. I was being serious and I was saying all the wrong stuff. But like I said, I was ignorance on fire. But I was excited about what we were doing. And, um, you know, I, I called and I talked to him and he and I go back since we were 12 years old and he kind of started chuckling. And, uh, you know, he wasn't outright laughing, but he was kind of chuckling and and it kind of hurt. I've never told him this and he might even be watching this evening. But, you know, I never told him that, but it really kind of pierced my armor. And that knocked me down for I'm going to be honest with you, that knocked me down for a couple of weeks. I, I didn't get up right away because I said, man. You know, this is my buddy, and I was depending on him, number one. And number two, he's kind of laughing at what I'm doing. So I, am I doing the right thing? I started to get that self-doubt. But once again, I had a good partner who was made of steel, and she was able to say, no, this is what we need to be doing. So that's what—that's the only thing that got me by, in all, all honesty, because I could have quit. But, you know, the creator puts you where you're supposed to be so you get the message you're supposed to get. And that was the message I was supposed to get. It was a lesson learned. One of my best lessons, too. Mm. Did that uh, best friend eventually join your business? Not that <laughs> not that particular business. Great question again, Simon. Not that particular business. But we, he did enroll later uh, in a company that um, that I didn't make quite a, quite a bit of money in. And uh, he made some money in it, too, uh, along with a lot of other people that were able to help. Yeah. So it's like there's never a bad prospect. It's just the wrong time. Maybe at the time when he laughed at you, the timing wasn't right for him. Timing is everything. You know, timing, you know, the T in timing is probably more important than the T in talent. You know, because, I mean, you could have the right person, but if it's the wrong time, you know, they're just not going to see it. It's just not their time. They haven't gone through enough. You know, they haven't gone through the storms. They haven't, they're not ready to hear what you're trying to present. And I'm not saying that was what happened to my friend. It could have been presented wrong because my language wasn't, my, my sword wasn't sharpened. But I will say this to his credit, true friendship. Years later, when I came to him again, his mindset was wide open mm -hmm. and he did enroll. So timing is everything. Very good point. Really great nugget there. You know, comment and share this. Write this down. The T in timing is more important than T in talent. That's the first time I've heard that one after 300 interviews. That was really, really good stuff. Um, what was your turning point in your business? So I know you were up and downs, making a little bit of money. What was the turning point? Like maybe a light bulb moment, something went off, and then afterwards your business really took off. Hmm. It's kind of an emotional kind of emotionally easy. Um, back at the end of the 1990s, uh, a friend of mine, I was trying to recruit him, he was trying to recruit me. Um, we were both in mid-level positions in our company, striving, striving and moving and moving. And I had a chance to get promoted to one of the top positions and be, I get some accolades on stage in Orlando and his company, he was moving towards one of the top positions and get some accolades on stage in Oklahoma. And, um, you know, he asked me, you know, what can I do to help you? And I asked him the same thing. So we tried to help each other and we did. He helped me get promoted and I helped him get promoted. But his answer was simpler than mine. He said, all you need to do is enroll, put yourself in. And I ended up having to borrow after 21 years 
in the military, getting ready to retire, I had to borrow $250. And a lot of people heard me tell the story on stage and, and in private settings, but that was emotionally one of the most difficult times of my life because I had to borrow $250 after being in a job as a professional military person for 21 years. Simon, it was humbling, but I'll tell you this, it sharpened my Y-axe. It sharpened my Y-axe because I still had to leave my family and I had goals that I was determined to accomplish. So, you know, it was humbling, but it was where I was right where I needed to be because it gave me such determination. And a lot of people don't realize this. I left the military um, a little bit ahead of time. I was uh, it was a little controversial. I left the military. I, a lot of people thought I was going to make the, get promoted to the top position and some things happened and I didn't. So I left and I was determined already to, and I was in the process of leaving. I was determined already to show that this will not stop me. But when I realized I didn't have the economic funding for to afford $250, um, it was very significant. So that was the, the turning point when I realized without a doubt, I'm going forward. Nothing or no one would deter me when I have a dream right here. When that six to eight inches kicks in, I'm going for it. So at that time, I want to clarify, you in the late 90s, you were in network marketing already at that time at the company? I actually, you, you said 30 years. I, this is actually my fourth decade in the industry. I joined the industry in 1987, believe it or not. Yeah. So you were, So when you could not come up with the $250, you were in the company already? No, I was in another company, um, and to enroll in that company didn't cost me anything. So it's easy for me to hide and appear to be this guy. I mean, I was oh, on I my see. way to being that guy. You see what I'm saying? I was on my way to being that guy, but the investment was sweat equity. When the investment became monetary commitment, <laughs> the, the stakes changed. And it was only a $250 commitment, but I started to realize also the business I was in was not rewarding me the way I thought I should have been rewarded so that if I was being rewarded correctly for the work I was putting forward, I would have absolutely had $250, but I, I didn't. And many people that are probably watching tonight that know me know that story is absolutely the truth. I did not have the money. Hmm. So even though you're kind of making it, but you weren't really making it, it was just sweat equity. Sweat equity. I mean, I had a lot of things going on successfully. I had great mentors. I had some of the most successful, incredible mentors in the industry. And I don't even know why they picked me. They saw something in me. And, you know, if you're if you're your you're, you're folks are writing something that the MLM nation is writing, I hope that they write this down. Because once you hit a position where you're the leader, where you're the, the person that inspires others, where you want people to have more, be more, do more, because you give more, it's important to understand that you're going to see things in people they might not really see in themselves. And that's what happened to me. I had mentors that kept telling me, listen, you're going to be great if you could ever get out your own way and just accept what we're trying to share with you. Once I humbled up, and decided, made a conscious decision that, you know what, this is my time. I'm going to get this thing no matter what. It doesn't matter that I grew up, you know, in, in a situation in New York where my parents worked their butts off. We didn't have a lot, but we had a lot of love. And we had a home. We had, we had a nice home, but we didn't have a lot. But I overcame a lot of boundaries. And one of the taglines on my site kctowns.com is where the underdog is expected to win because I've been an underdog my entire life. I was a young parent. A lot of people counted me out. And when I couldn't find that money, uh, I was, you know, in the very beginning when I was getting ready to enroll, I was talking to a buddy of mine and he was like, what you going to do? 
you know, he almost counted me out, you know, but he said, man, you can do it. You know, you're just, you know, find 10 people and borrow $15 or, or whatever he told me. But he told me to make make it work like that. So I, I went to multiple people and borrowed a small amount of money. I put that together. And in that company, that was the company I was first acknowledged as a million dollar income earner. Wow. So it was really about the coachability. It was like a wake up call for you. Like, hey, you're not as good as you think you are. You're, you're standing your own way. And then you just basically borrowed, found the funds, borrowed the money, and that was your big break. Right. I mean, that was it. Um, I don't know if I would call it a break. I would say that was my breakthrough. Breakthrough. Yeah. Yeah. So let me ask you, now that you've had all this uh, success, um, you also worked on the corporate side of network marketing. I did. Right. I, I, I actually am involved right now corporately with a company. Got it. Got it. What, what made you interested in the corporate side? I think it's awesome that you're on both. What makes you, um, why do people think about it? So, because some of the people may ask you, why, why did you go back to the, why do you go back to the corporate side of network marketing? Great, great question. Um, I first got involved, I was actually in that same company that my buddy joined where I was first acknowledged as a million dollar income earner. Uh, you know, I was in that company and I live in San Antonio, in, the, in that area. And there were a lot of distributors in this area and we had a lot of people who bought the product, the service, it was a service company. And there was no representation in Southern Texas. So the company cre actually created a position and asked me if I would, you know, assume a corporate position, you know, with the corporate responsibility of representing the company, which meant that I had to sign a, co a corporate contract, which meant that I had to go to corporate sponsored events, which meant that I had to say, the right things while still being a distributor. It was tough because I was still a distributor, Simon. I was a distributor and leading my team along with some incredible leaders we had. It wasn't about me. It was about the group, the team. And um, But at the same time, I was responsible as um, what, what they call the regional vice president, and um, I represented South Texas. So that was my first foray into the corporate um, area. So it didn't happen naturally. It happened because it was necessary. And um, I don't regret it at all. It really was a stepping stone for a lot of what I've been able to do in understanding how a company works uh, from that perspective. So that's how it happened. Mm. What In your 30 years, your four, your four decades, right, what is your proudest moment in network marketing? You know, I, I, I am so proud to be, I'm still proud of this. And it's growing. I am so proud of being a part, Simon, of so many people who have earned six and seven figures in the industry. And they've called me and said, man, if it wasn't for you, or, you know, maybe not just for me, but if it wasn't for some training you did, or I remember the time you were on a plane and you just said, and, and I don't remember. I really don't because I was just doing what I do. I love people. I'm a, see, it wasn't hard for me. I'm a people guy. And, um, I wasn't always the friendliest guy, but I'm a people guy. And <laughs> you know what I mean? So I had to learn how to lighten up a little bit, but I love humanity. I love people. So when people come back to me and say something like, man, Miss T, you know, a lot of people call Miss T, Miss T, man, if it wasn't for that thing you did, whenever it was, or, you know, somebody seen you, but oh, hey, how you doing? Hey, how you doing? You know, they hug you. And I remember back in 2004, in, in 2008, and I'm like, I don't remember, but I know that, and I, I used to always tell my children this, you know, I remember one time as a distributor, and this is not your question, but it goes back to my proudest moment and why. I remember we were in, in my kids' 
I have grown children They're all over the United States. I have five children, and they have their families. They would come back to visit during the holidays, during this time. And um, I remember one time I went to the movies, and I, I was wrong, but I, I had my cell phone on in the movies, and I was doing a three-way call. <laughs> yeah, I know it's crazy. I, was, I, was, I had the bug. And I'm doing this call, and my son, my grown son leans up, and he's like, Pop, can you give it a break? And, you know, we got outside later. I hung up the phone, got outside later. And I remember making a comment. I said, you know, the reason why I have the freedom I have and you guys have things you have that I've been able to share is because I'm on my phone. But that's not really it. Now, I'm saying that for a reason. I want your audience to understand its boundaries. There's giving and there's giving to excess. I've been able to give. I've given to excess. I've done too much giving where I've taken away from my family and given. That's not good. I don't want anybody to do that. So I don't want to send the wrong message. But I, I used to always tell my kids, you know, somebody in this world got hurt tonight. Somebody was in a car accident. Somebody, you know, and it wasn't one of my children. And I'm thankful because how do you know it wasn't because of something we were able to do for somebody else? Mm-hmm. You know, and it ties me into the humanity thing. It keeps me grounded. I know that, you know, my family is, is protected. They're, they're, they're really fortunate, really blessed people. But I think that a lot of that is because of the willingness to give back. So when I give back and somebody says, thank you, I, I take it to the soul. It means a lot to me. I don't just go, oh, yeah, it means a lot. So when I've got 10, 20, 30, 40 people that have said, thank you for helping me earn, you know, thank you. Thank you for helping me be free. It means everything. So it means everything. So those are my most humbling and and incredibly inspiring moments. They not, may not mean a lot to other people, but they mean a whole lot to me. I love it. It's super inspiring. ML Nation, if, this is, if you like this, please share this episode. Also connect with Casey Towns. He's tagged on here on this post. Okay? I'll give them a thumbs up and share this. Now, speaking of inspiration, uh, what inspires you today? You've been in this profession for so long. Why do you keep doing? What, what are you up to nowadays? What projects are you working on and what inspires you? Well, I'll take the inspire, inspiration part first, because that's what you asked me first. Let me talk about some people that inspire I me. Mean, you know, what inspires me are the people that I meet. Still meeting some incredible people. I was on a flight um, about a month and a half ago, coming back from the West Coast. I went to an incredible seminar with one of my mentors out in the, in the West Coast. And I'm coming back from Santa Clara. And innocently enough, um, I was with a friend of mine. And a young lady came, came on. And we were sitting in the first row. And she's looking around. And, of course, we're saying, you know, this Southwest doesn't have first class. So you're not going to sit two across. So we're three across. But, you know, first row is kind of comfortable. And so we're sitting there and uh, we're talking. And the young lady comes in and she's really petite. And I'm like, perfect. So she's looking around. She looked at us. We're like, come on. <laughs> come on. <laughs> and she's really small because we're selfish. But, you know, she was comfortable. We were comfortable. So we ended up speaking. And this young lady inspired, I don't even know if she knows. This young lady that I met on a plane, she inspired me to no end. She has talents that haven't even come out. And we only had a two and a half hour flight. But in that two and a half hours, the things she talked about, she's a spoken word artist. And I actually went to see her perform one night about a week and a half ago. And I looked at the respect she gets in a crowd when she learns, when this young lady learns how to sharpen her skills in terms of her networking skills, she's going to be incredible. But I was so inspired by her because of her willingness. I even met her dad and her dad was in the crowd, met her dad. But 
She was so humble, but so willing to reach beyond her words and give to people with her deeds, just the way she carried herself. So, and then she, I'm now mentoring her and networking, but she isn't afraid to want to grow. And here's what I mean. Some people want to grow and some special people, Simon, aren't afraid of the struggles and challenges that go with growth. She's one of those special peoples, mm. a special people, excuse me, that's not even English. She's one of the special people. She, she just isn't afraid of growth. She will ask me questions that some of the folks in the first three or four weeks I mentioned them never asked me. She asked me questions that so inspire me. You know, how, I'm having a problem doing this. I'm having a challenge. What can I do? So I'm saying this to the nation to say this. If you mentor with someone, and I still do, all of us still have mentors. If you no, mentor no, with no. someone, would you agree, Simon? Definitely. Yep. Okay, then you, you got to get ego out of the way. You got to get EGO out of the way and you got to go forward. Make sure that you fully commit to the mentorship. See, the mentor is fully committed, hopefully, when they say they'll take you on as a mentoree. But you as the mentoree push the mentor to sharpen our skill set with the questions you ask, with the intensity and the focus that you bring when you ask us the questions that come from here and here. Not just surface questions because you're afraid that you know, we may say something that may take you out of your comfort zone. So be willing. And this young lady is so inspirational. I really enjoy working with her, but she's one of many. So that was the first thing that came to mind. So so I, I want to ask you, you said she asked you a lot of questions in the first couple of weeks that most people don't answer. So what is one of those questions she asked you? She asked me about, you know, I, I was, we were talking about areas she needed to improve on. And I said to her, I said, well, you know, Let's talk about this because, you know, I said, I'm going to give you real feedback. I'm going to talk to you. I'm going to give you stuff that may push you out of your comfort. I told her that, which sometimes pushes people back. Oh, out of my comfort zone. No. But she was like, okay. I said, do you have a book? She said, I'm always writing. Ooh, love that. She said, <laughs> she said I'm always writing. I, you know I have my, my pen and my pencil ready and my paper ready. Go ahead. And I should have known she was a poet. But she was like, I'm always writing. So I gave her some feedback and I asked for her feedback. I said, well, what do you think about that? And she said, yeah, I can do that. But, and here's the thing. She took the question to the next level. She said, but let me ask you. And she started to ask me. I don't, I don't want to like put it out there, everything we said. But she, she asked me the sub question. Okay, she said, when I do that, I got a question about that. How do I get that done? I mean, what do I really have to do? So she didn't want surface answers from me. She wanted me to push beyond surface and get to the point, the point that would push her for greatness. And I love that. So when you're with your mentor, let, let's say, for instance, you ask, what am I doing wrong? And they say, you're not, you're not soliciting feedback. Okay. And if you get my series, Ready, Set, Network, and it talks about how to build a firm foundation for your networking business. One of the things I talk about is, and, and I'm just going to give it away right now, because whatever you give away, double comes back to all of us. I talk in that series about the people who don't go in, and this is one of the things we talk about, feedback, okay? And I talk about the people that don't solicit feedback. When you don't solicit feedback, you don't understand who has the power. You have the power. You're thinking they have the power. They're think, their prospect thinks you have the power. 
But what you have to understand is if you give your power away by not asking the correct question, which is the follow-up question, which is the which is the what did you like most about what you saw, what you heard, the way it tasted, you know, the way to, the way it fit, whatever fits your product or service. If you don't ask that follow-up question, then what tends to happen is people think that you have some fear. And once people sense fear, you're done. And people don't even realize that they give their power away. So we talked about all of that. And I asked her, I said, I'm, I'm going to ask you a question. I said, I know you work every day, but are you willing to get Ready, Set, Network and learn how to build the foundation? She said, yes, I am, because I need to learn what I need to do that I'm not doing right now. Hmm. And most people won't say that, Simon. Hmm, definitely. It's, it's about the ego, getting the ego out of the way. Right. So what are some projects you're working on this year, 2017? What gets you excited? I'm excited about my next. I mean, I love Ready, Set, Network. So many people talk about it, and it, we put it back out. We're putting it back out right now because we, we, we had sold it, and we put it away, and now we put it back out because people are asking for it. So you can still get Ready, Set, Network, but my, and you, you need it. But my next project, everything we do, 30-day money-back guarantees, so don't so, worry uh, about So that. for those who don't know, what is Ready, Set, Network? Ready, Set, Network is a five-video series um, that we, we put together that teaches you how to build a firm foundation for your networking business. It talks about everything. I, I start off by telling my story, being an underdog, so people can really understand what type of underdog I was and, and some of the, the, the hurdles I had to jump. But after that, um, I talk about how to, uh, I talk about the two types of prospects. I talk about the two markets you deal with. And most people say, sure, cold and warm. I don't say cold and warm because it's too generic, too general. It doesn't get to the root of things. I talk about respected and trusted. And I break down what that means. Your respected market, what you can expect them to do, what their history has been. Your trusted market, what you can really expect them to do and what they bring to the table that can build your business. If you market in the wrong place, you get the wrong results. And in addition to that, we talk about why you want to build an early success story. And we don't even talk about just building the story. We go further and talk about now that you built your story, you have to know how to share it with the world correctly. Then after that, I talk about uh, time. I talk about uh, leveraging your 25-hour day. And people always email me on that, like, 25, where do you get that from? And I talk about how to leverage and get an extra hour out of your day. And like I said, everything we market from our site is a 30-day money-back guarantee. So if you don't like it, we'll give you the money back. Mm. But we, we feel that confident in the great mentorship I had and the leaders who poured into me, and I'm just going to pass it on and pour it into you. So that's Ready, Set, Network. And that project is doing well. We're going to put it back out. And then we're going to shut it down after the holiday. Well, probably in January, depending on the demand. But um, we're focused on what we're doing in 2017. But going into 2017, I've got a project that's going to launch the end of this year called View from the 10th Floor. And people have been emailing me, when are you going to come out with it? When are you going to come out with it? But it's a great project. And it's a project I'm doing with a couple of networking, incredible women, heavyweights. And um, uh, Anna Conlon and Vanessa Jackson. And they are such incredible people. We're doing a project together called View from the 10th Floor. And the series is all about you know, the core group of people who hit the middle mid-level leadership positions and they're kind of struggling, they're stuck. It happens to a lot of us. You hit the mid-level position, you're right there at leadership, but it's like, I can't get to 
60,000, much less 100. What do I need to do? And people have been asking me, and I mentor people on this. So I said, you know what? We need to bring this out, talk about it, and um, help people have more, be more, do more by once again giving more. So the three of us got together. We're getting ready to launch this project. We've been in the lab for a while. I'm so excited about the project. So View from the 10th Floor is the immediate next best thing that we're coming out with. And um, uh, in all addition to that, my book is getting ready to launch, and uh, which I'm excited about. And then I'm going to be uh, hosting a leadership conference in 2017. Um, so I'm excited about those things. We're, yeah. we're busy. We're busy. Hey, you had said that you don't like code, getting back to what you said, code, uh, getting back to you know, Ready, Set, Network. There's, you don't like to talk about code and warm. You use the word respected and earned, right? Is that Respected res- and trusted. Respected and trusted. Very, very good stuff. I, I like that. Very, very good stuff. Um, you had talked about people are stuck between 50,000, 60,000, the mid-level. What's the number one mistake they make? I mean, obviously, they had some success. You get stuck there. What's the cardinal sin that they're committing? not doing more what they did in the beginning, mm. changing the script. You know, you made a great soup and now you don't put potatoes in it anymore. Now you say, well, I'm good at making the soup, so I'm going to experiment. I'm going to start putting carrots and tomatoes in. No, it's potato soup. <laughs> Keep the potatoes in the soup. But what happens is, and it's that natural phenomena, it really is. Um, what happens is pretty simple. It takes effort, sweat equity. We talked about that earlier. It takes sweat equity to get your business up and off and running. So what happens is the natural human inclination is once I have my business up and running, I want to relax. We all want to relax. Simon, you relax. I relax. But here's the thing. We pick our spots. Leaders pick their spots. What we'll do is we'll work hard, but we'll play hard, but we don't stop working hard. What people do is, and they do this a lot, they they, they climb the, the ladder, they get to the middle of the ladder and it feels good. Oh man, $30,000 spare time from home. Oh my goodness. We were able to go to Vegas and, and but you really want to go to Madrid, <laughs> you know, because that's where your family's from. That's where your family emanated from. You really want to go to uh, uh, Africa. You really want to go to Egypt. You really want to go to Paris because that's that's where you've always dreamed of. But you go to Vegas because you made the thirty thousand over the course of the year, and now you kind of think. And people are starting to clap. People are saying, "Oh my goodness, Casey Towns!" I'm like, and so my head starts to get big. I can't even put my undershirts on in the morning. <laughs> and, <laughs> and what happens is, instead of me keeping my head together, I'm enamored by the clapping I never got by the money I never made and I forget the things I used to do. Yeah. Very good. And there's a question from the UK from Paul it says, what's your favorite prospecting code market uh, in terms of one liner? What's a, how do you open a car? Say you, you meet someone in the store or meet someone in the coffee shop. What, how do you open the conversation? I give a compliment. Uh, Paul, great question. Appreciate you uh, calling in or dialing in whatever method you use. But, um, Let's say I met Simon. I saw Simon Chan in in the store, and he's he's that guy. And I'm gonna find. I don't know him. He doesn't know me. But you know, I will go over to him and say, "Excuse me, sir. Those are some beautiful shoes. What do you do?" And I'm sincere with it. Okay, if his shoes aren't the aren't the thing, he might be carrying a, a, a he might be we might be on the beach, and he might have a surfboard. And I say, you know what? 
I've always dreamed of surfing. How long you been surfing? And you look like you're the chief surfer around here. What's the one thing people want to talk about more than anything else? Themselves. So now he talks about himself. And now I practice the rare art of listening. I listen. What happens a lot, too, and this is a key mistake people make. They'll ask a question and they'll fill in the blank because they're scared to get the wrong answer. Hey, how long you been surfing? Probably a long time, right? No, 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 no. How long you been surfing? WFA. Wait for the answer. Zip it. Wait. Let the prospect fill in the blank. Because they may say something that takes you, boom, right where you need to go. He might say, you know what? I've been surfing a long time. I'm so tired of surfing. I need to do something to make some money. But if you say, you've been surfing a long time, I can tell you've been surfing a long time. He's going to talk about a long time. He's not going to talk from his heart. So give a compliment. Find a way to give a compliment, but be sincere. And remember, when we're talking across sex, female, male, male, female, let's make sure we do it the right way. Let's not touch. Let's have respect. Either way you go, let's have respect. Let's look people in the eye with sincerity, not intimidating, but with sincerity and, and like you really care. Good stuff. Hey, what's your, uh, getting back to your experience, what's your vision of network marketing? Where do you see this profession headed to? You know what? I love that question. I just did a webinar last week, no, week before last. And one of the things I said in that webinar for that company to the people who are on that webinar is this. That in 2015, family, networking family, listen to me, in 2015, the industry made more, created more revenue than we had before. While, while everything around us is kind of, you know, capsizing, downsizing, right-sizing, you know, our industry continues to grow. I am so excited. I've been around since 1987. And I appreciate the things people say to me, but I'm going to tell you something. The youth in this industry who are focused on their on their craft excite me. I wasn't always excited because I was a little nervous about this whole this whole networking thing. How come y'all not doing belly button to belly button? What is this social media? But you know what? You 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 know, an old tree is kind of brittle, so we got to loosen the glue oil on it and get it limber. I had to limber up a little bit. And I started to realize I can't succeed in this millennium, this new millennium, unless I start to think in a new millennium way. And so I'm excited, Simon, about the youth that are coming in with so many ideas. The only thing I would say to our, 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 our younger networkers is ensure, ensure that when you go forward, excuse me, my phone is ringing, <laughs> when you go forward, you go forward with that sincerity to give back to. Don't just go forward and and not want to give back. Please give back to those uh, who follow you because it's only going to get better, brighter, and the industry is going to continue to grow. Well, thank you for giving. Uh, thank you for paying forward and giving back right now. Appreciate that. Do you see more people open to network marketing today than before, back in like '87? I mean, I do. Because the world is smaller. The world is smaller and our minds are larger. I mean, it's the truth. In 1987, if you told somebody you were going to Europe and you lived in North America, I mean, I lived in Alaska. And when I told people I lived in Alaska, people, it was like a gee whiz. What? <laughs> I say that, you know what I'm saying? I say, yeah, I live in Alaska. They're like, 
are, are you Alaskan? I said, no, no, I'm born and raised in New York, but I'm in the military and I, I live in Alaska. Wow, you say that now? People are like, yeah, my brother's been in Alaska. And then my sister was in Alaska and we were in Alaska. We took a, the world's smaller. So people's minds are expanded, have expanded to the point where they know they can go places that, you know, people dreamed of going before or, or never dreamed of going before, excuse me. Want to grow your business faster and make your next 12 months your best year ever? Then you must go to our training, No BS, No Hype, in Gold Coast, Australia, or No BS, No Hype, USA, in Los Angeles. You've probably already seen on Facebook what people have said about our training workshops and events, and now I'm bringing my No BS, No Hype training to two major events. Number one, for my friends down under in Australia, I've got something super special and exciting. We're doing our first big event in Australia in the Gold Coast on May 12, 13, 14. This will be at least 10 times better and bigger than my normal workshops. Go check it out at mlnation.net forward slash events. And for our friends in North America and Europe, our next event will be in Los Angeles in February 2018. This three-day training event is on February 23rd to 25th. 2018 in Los Angeles and will feature not only three days of training for me, but also seven-figure and multiple six-figure earners. And right now, you can save up to $400 and get your early bird tickets at mlnation.net forward slash events. If you listen to ML Nation, you already know how the major breakthrough for almost all the leaders came at an event. And right now, it's your turn. Go make the best investment you can do today and attend No BS, No Hype. Just go to mlnation.net forward slash events. Awesome. Hey, as we wrap up the show, some really quick questions to pick your brain. And these could be really one-sentence answers, okay? Sure. So the first question, Casey, is what is one of your favorite success quotes that motivates you? Just did a training on that. I have a quote I'm known for. Opportunities are created by those who don't. And it simply means the people that don't engage and don't do the thing to get the power and don't do their business and work their business have created an opportunity for you. Hmm. So don't get mad with them. They created an opportunity. That is so good. Well, that's really good. Actually, I just thought of something. Recently, I had a new opportunity because someone who did it. <laughs> this is good stuff. Um, is. What is one habit that's helped you become successful? Well... Honestly, as I get older, rest and hydration, in other words, health. I power walk five, six days a week. I still work on my body. You know, um, I know people say they don't believe me, but it's the truth. I'm 60 years old and I, I, don't, I don't know why people don't believe me, but I, I believe that you have to put health with the wealth. You've got to put health with the wealth. I feel 30. I feel incredibly young. But I've lived a good life. I've tried to do things in moderation and have a lot of fun along the way. So be healthy while you're being wealthy. What is the best piece of advice you ever received? I was told once to be myself because everybody else is taken. And basically, I just wasn't having results because I was trying to be the leaders. I was trying to be them, I was trying to be the leaders that were teaching me instead of doing my business. Like I said, I'm putting... Potato soup, potato soup, and I'm putting onions and, and, and tomatoes in it instead of potatoes. I was trying to be them. But I was told, hey, take the learning and be yourself. Everybody else is taken. Just be you. And let your, you know, I say this in the Ready Set Network. We come in this industry 
with our own slab and that slab is our strength. That's that foundation. We're going to take your strength and build on it. And great people like Simon Chan and all the leaders in this industry take the strength you bring in and they build on it. So be yourself. Everybody else is taken. And what is your favorite prospecting tool? So say you had a qualified prospect today. Do you send them a sample? Do you send them a link to an online video? Do you set a meeting to belly to belly? Do you use a flip chart? What would you like? What do you like? A webinar? What do you like to use? I mean, webinars are an incredible resource, but I always tell people that find out what the successful people in your organization are doing, the people that have what you want. If you're going to mentor and do the right thing, you know, a business partner of mine used to always say it's okay to be a copycat as long as you copy the right cat. So if you're going to give something that's effective, find out what's effective, find out how it works and use what's effective because everything's not for everybody. Flip charts work in some some businesses and they absolutely don't in others. You know, uh, samples work in some product businesses that may not work in a in, in, in a business that doesn't that's not product generated. So find out what the leadership is doing and find out what they do a lot of and then find out what their leaders do and then emulate that. So that's what I, that's really my advice when I when I mentor people. People pay me for that. When I mentor people and we talk about getting uh, the success. Uh, the success uh, uh, intangibles and running with them. I tell them when we talk about exposure, let's find out what is right for your industry and your team. Do you have a favorite online resource like a Dropbox or Evernote that you could recommend or do you have a favorite app on your phone? Uh, That's hard for me to say because I'm still growing with this whole uh, social media networking thing. But honestly, I like I love Dropbox. I mean, I, I got the extended Dropbox where I can, you know, where I got a gig and I can put all the stuff that's not on my iMac and on my MacBook. Pro. I'm, a, I'm an Apple guy on my MacBook Pro on my iPad. It's in the cloud. So I like I like uh, uh, Dropbox. But um, I also like a tool called Mega, M-E-G-A. Mega is 50 gig of um, 50. Yeah. I'm saying right. 50 yeah, 50 gigs of online storage for free. So I love it. I use that too. Uh, what's one book you could recommend to MLM Nation? You know, I'm rereading a book right now. I read 15 years ago called The Fred Factor. Hmm. Good one. The Fred Factor. Yes, yeah, a good book. And uh, I'm not going to give away the punchline or anything else, but I'm going to suggest that folks read that. The Fred Factor. I'm also reading John C. Maxwell's new book, The 15, I can't remember the name of it. I'm on the spot. I can't remember. 15 Laws. I can't remember. Of lifetime, 15 Laws of Lifetime Growth. Thank you. Right. It's a very okay. good book. I, I just picked it up. So I'm going to start reading that. So um, I, I, I also love a book that um, a young lady turned me on to years ago by the coach of Duke. I'm not a Duke fan, but it doesn't matter. <laughs> I'm not a hater either. Mike Krzyzewski wrote a book, book called Leading from the Heart. That's a real good book. Not a lot of people know about it. It's called Leading from the Heart. Great book. Hmm. I got to read that because I'm a basketball fan too. Okay. Um, <laughs> and here's the last question, the million-dollar question. Are you ready, Casey? Yes. Here's the million-dollar question. Imagine you had to start all over again and you knew no one. So you didn't even know your kids, your family, no one but you had all your current knowledge, skills, and wisdom. What's the first thing or the first place you go to find prospects and build an ML business from scratch? 
place I go now, <clears throat> I, I go wherever I know people are going to be. In other words, if there's a concert, if there's a, a book signing, especially a book sign, ooh, good place to go. Book signing, concert. If there's a, a mall during the holiday time, you know how many compliments I give? You know how many cards I get? When I'm in, I, I, I travel. So when I'm in the airport, I will, people are always well-dressed in the airport. I will quickly stop somebody. I have made uh, um, uh, friends and, 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 and relations from people I never knew before. And I've had people that are with me say, every time we go someplace, it seems like you always create something out of nothing because I have nothing when I go somewhere. And I, I act like my life depends on it. Because it does. I'm a networker. And the best advice I can give as we end, um, of course, I'd like you all to visit my site, kctowns.com. We share all these, 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 these tools. But the best advice I can give you is as we end, that if you want to be a leader in this industry, leadership is on purpose. It's 24-7. Don't take off when you don't have to. So when you're in the airport, people are watching you just like you're watching them. Make sure you look the part. Make sure you have something that makes you sticky, something that makes people look at you and gravitate to you. You don't have to have on a suit, but have something, your own niche that drives people and gravitates people to you. And watch, you know, the cold environment, not the cold market, but the cold environment become warm for you and your opportunity. Awesome. Hey, what's the best way listeners can connect with you? My site. KC, the letter, not C-A-S-E-Y, but KC, like Kansas City, Towns, T-O-W-N-E-S, dot com. And we're actually doing a revision on the site. We're getting ready to come out with, well, we got some special things coming out. And, of course, all our new trainings will be coming out, too. MLM Nation, you're the average of the five people you spend the most time with. And today, you've been hanging out with KC Towns. So keep up the momentum and go to MLMNation.net and type in KC. Again, KC, the letter like Kansas City at the search bar. And KC's contact info and all the nuggets of wisdom will be right there. And the show notes will be right there. So definitely connect with KC Towns. KC, in order to be, be successful in network marketing, you must help others. So KC, thanks again for sharing your valuable time with MLM Nation. We're grateful to you and we appreciate you for having a positive impact on millions of distributors worldwide. Thank you so much again, Casey, and God bless you. Thank you. Don't forget, if you want a major breakthrough in your business, then you must go to our training, No BS, No Hype, in the Gold Coast, Australia, in May 2017, or No BS, No Hype, USA, in Los Angeles, in February 2018. And right now, you can save up to $400 on an early bird ticket. Just go to mlnation.net forward slash events. Go register, and I look forward to seeing you there. MLM Nation, awesome episode from KC Towns. Go to mlnation.net on the search bar. Just look for KC, like Kansas City, K and this letter C, and uh, connect with them. Get all the nuggets of info on there. Uh, really good stuff. I mean, I love talking to veterans like who've been in the business for 30 years, four decades, right? Just incredible stories. Um, a lot of lessons here. Number one, one of the first lessons is you have having an accountability partner. Even when his best friend like laughed at him, when he wasn't making much money, it was rocky. What kept them in the game was the accountability partner. And so do you have an accountability partner? Because if you don't, sometimes it's very lonely. Now, you're out there by yourself. You're getting no, no, no's. People saying no to you. What keeps you going? Right, so having someone like a coach, mentor, accountability partner, really important. 
Here's a writer downer. The T in timing is more important than the T in talent. I like that. There's never a bad prospect, just the wrong time for the right prospect. A major breakthrough from Casey was when he had to humble up. He had to get his ego out in the way when he realized he didn't have the $250, right? And I, by the way, if, if you ever met a prospect that said they don't have money, everyone has the money. Casey got the money. He borrowed the money. Now, he borrowed from a couple people and came up with the $250 and got started. But it's really getting this ego out in the way and always asking to solicit feedback. What did you like best? Right? What did you like best about that? And talk about when you're mentoring someone, uh, get the ego out of your way. Otherwise, you're never going to really learn. And you also push the mentor by asking good questions. Really good advice there. And when you talk about cold market, warm market, right? Really good tip there. Ask, just compliment them. Compliment. I think the key to that is after you compliment, you shut up. Right, I think a lot of times we're not used to asking a question, so we kind of fill in the blank. But when you fill in the blank, what happens is, you know, like he had a great, great question, like, uh, how long have you been surfing? How long have you been surfing? Right? Instead of just letting the person answer, you may say, you seem like you've been surfing for a long time, right? You fill it in, and all of a sudden, that person is not sharing from his heart. He may be asking your second question, oh, yeah, I've been surfing for 20 years, instead of like saying initially what's on his mind. So again, this is about clothing too. When you ask a question, the first person who talks loses. Ask a question and let the and pause. Train yourself to listen. Talk less, ask a question, and listen. When you listen, it allows you to ask better questions as well. But a great tip is just compliment someone. Say, hey, awesome shoes. Where'd you get those? Right? Or you have an awesome surfboard, or how long you've been surfing? Ask a genuine question. And you know, I love the way he put it. The cold and warm market is between the respected and the trust market. Right, the war market is the ones that you trust. The cold market is the ones you have to earn the respect. Other great nuggets here is uh, you got to have a sincerity to give back. You know, this, I mean, that's why I love network marketing. This business allows us to give back more. You know, I love three beliefs about network marketing. Number one, allows us to fulfill our unlimited potential. Number two, network marketing allows us to give back more. And number three, network marketing allows us to be, create a legacy. Allows us to be better parents. That's what I love network marketing. And Casey talked about you have to have the sincerity to give back, right? When you see yourself on stage, be that leader. Make sure you give back. And when um, last couple things too, the opportunities are created by those that don't. Whew, that is so good. Uh, when I was doing the interview, I actually thought about I have a really good opportunity coming up right now and it's created by someone that didn't. Okay, really good stuff. And also be yourself, be genuine. Be yourself because everybody's taken. Awesome stuff, right? And, you know, uh, talk about the million-dollar question. Um, always be on, right? Never take off. Always be on. Carry yourself professionally because you never know who's watching. Some will, some won't, but everybody's watching you. Carry yourself. Be on. And one of the best places to go to in terms of meeting prospects is book signings. Great idea. We got to, you know, MLM Nation, go check that out and let me know how that goes. Again, awesome show from KC Talents. Make sure you connect with them mlmnation.net search for KC at the search bar connect with them or his contact info's on there and also if you like this please subscribe rate and review on iTunes the reviews mean a lot to not just our team but also an entire MLM community so they can find our show MLM Nation thank you for listening I'm Simon Chan I'm loud and proud to be in network marketing go out there make it happen share this episode and remember we're in the profession to help others so go out there and have a positive impact on someone's life today God bless you all.
Thank you so much for joining us today on MLM Nation. Head over to MLMNation.net for full recaps of every show, our training articles, and helpful resources. Your MLM success is waiting for you. So prepare to take off.